Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Hey, welcome to Politico Tech. Today is Tuesday, September 12th. I'm Stephen Overly. Here's the big news the tech world is talking about today. The government is kicking off its much-anticipated antitrust battle with Google, the biggest tech antitrust case in almost 25 years. The Justice Department and dozens of states are taking aim at Google's massive and highly profitable search business. And the outcome could have significant consequences for both the company and the government. My colleague Josh Sisko will be in the courtroom today to cover the start of what's expected to be a multi-month saga. And on today's show, he tells me how this is really just the beginning of a much longer legal war with big tech. Let's start sort of big picture. You know, what is the core issue that the government has taken with Google's business model in this case? So essentially, the government is saying that Google's search business is a monopoly and that they have used sort of a series of contracts to illegally maintain that monopoly. Those contracts uh, give Google the default position um, for its search engine on a number of mobile devices and browsers from Apple's iPhone to Samsung phones and other and other services. And they're trying to prove that the government is trying to prove that Google is illegally maintaining its monopoly power. And I think I've read um, statistics that like 90% of web traffic goes through Google or Google's search engine is like the... Depending on which part of Google's search business you're talking about, it, the numbers vary a little bit, but it's roughly around 90 high 80s to low 90s. So that's big. I mean, that's... that's it, they're big. the dominant search engine. Everybody, they're syno- it's synonymous with the, in- with the right. internet. The, the government has not attempted a tech antitrust case like this really since Microsoft. So we're, we're looking at over 20 years. What is at stake for the DOJ bringing a case, you know, this big, this high profile to court? So it's a really big deal for the government and the dozens and dozens of states that are uh, going to court alongside the DOJ. And it sort of is teeing up the first courtroom battle between modern antitrust enforcers and the tech giants. Uh, Microsoft was the last case. Um, Google is um, likely to be just the first in line of many companies. And so the stakes are really high in that if the DOJ were to lose it would kind of dramatically impact how they approach future cases into companies like Apple, Ticketmaster, Amazon, and and a host of others. Well, the market dominance of of big tech is something that has been talked about under under Trump, now under Biden. This is sort of years in the making. And so obviously, there's a lot at stake. Um, And despite building a case over many years, I mean, the government's success is not a foregone conclusion here. What do they need to prove, you know, to, to the court in order to effectively demonstrate, I guess, that Google is a monopoly in search. Yeah, so it's definitely not a foregone conclusion. Um, And this is kind of where it gets a little bit into the weeds. But essentially, the government needs to prove that Google has illegally maintained its monopoly power and what it refers to as general search engines, which is essentially just Google, Microsoft's Bing, and maybe uh, some smaller players like DuckDuckGo. Um, And Google is going to contend that, you know, People use their product, A, because it's the best product, but also that they compete with 
a host of other companies from Amazon, where people search for products, to TikTok and Facebook and others where people search for a variety of other content. So there's going to be a real tug of war over just like what the market is, what the playing field is for the case. Let's assume or hypothesize that the government makes makes its case, comes out successful. I mean, what is at stake for Google at the end of this? Like what action could realistically be taken against their business? So the Justice Department and states haven't said what they're looking for. And this phase of the process is just it's a two to two and a half month trial just on liability, just to determine whether Google is an illegal monopolist. And if the judge uh, makes that determination, then he will go into a separate trial over what to do about it. And that could include a host of things. It can include a breakup of certain parts of Google's business. It could include uh, restrictions on how Google can en- enter into these contracts with um, with companies like Apple. And it's a little bit unclear exactly what the DOJ will ask for. And that kind of depends on how the trial plays out. But if they win, it will dramatically impact Google's business. And this is a non-jury trial, so it would ultimately be up to the judge to make a call. Yep, just one person, U.S. Uh, District Judge Amit Mehta. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is moving forward with a slew of new regulations that put products like semiconductors, electric vehicles, modern healthcare technology, and clean energy at risk. Chemistry is essential to our modern lives, creating products to help foster a more sustainable and competitive future. The Biden administration must change its course and work with manufacturers on science-based policies that protect American innovation. Learn more at chemistrycreates.org. So that trial starts today. I believe it's expected to last a couple of months. Um, at least, yeah. At least. So... Uh, who were we expecting to see kind of take the witness stand? I mean, what what highlights are you anticipating? I mean, some of the biggest witnesses are going to be Google CEO Sundar Pichai. Uh, he's expected to testify at some point. Um, senior executives from other companies like Apple, including uh, Eddie Q, who basically runs something like half the company. He heads up the, all of their services and app store businesses and a number of other executives from Samsung and other companies. Um, and then there'll be a lot of really sort of wonky testimony about what is a search engine, how do people use them, and a lot of consumer behavior studies and that sort of thing. Which is so fascinating because the courts, in, especially in recent years, have had to grapple with more and more tech cases and sort of defining aspects of the internet that are amorphous and business models that are unlike any we've seen in the past. And so the the legal precedent, um, you know, if you look back at antitrust cases, right, for like uh, around uh, the railroads or, or oil or whatever, they're, they're just very different business models. And so there's a lot to be figured out um, in the courts. In the in the process of doing that, though, how much how much of this is going to be public? Like, how much will you have access to, you know, the, the actual testimony if Google CEO and, and others are called um, to, to the witness stand? It's a little unclear at the moment, but I'm expecting a lot of the courtroom uh, to be sealed for a lot of the time. Um, how much exactly? I don't know. But I think last week or a couple weeks ago, Google said that they expect most of the testimony with Apple's executives to be sealed. Um, there's a lot of sort of third parties in the case, like Apple and Samsung and Yelp and all these others who have given 
over a tremendous amount of information to the government um, in the investigation. And it's all very sort of confidential business information. And Google is saying that its own information is very confidential and it wants to limit how much can be disclosed. So I think that there's going to be kind of a fight over what we're going to be able to see. If it was up to the DOJ, everything would be an open accord, I think. Right. It's the, the, these companies trying to keep things private, perhaps legitimate reasons, right? That we are talking about proprietary business information. Um, but obviously, that also keeps a lot of their business models and, and other aspects of the case out of the public eye, away from public scrutiny. And as you said, there there has been a lot of uh, information and documents produced in this case. I think the discovery yielded millions of documents. Uh, yeah, millions and millions of documents, yeah. Part of what's interesting, though, is the evidence that's not there, right? Um, can you talk a little bit about these messages that the DOJ has accused Google of destroying and, and whether those will really be a factor in this case? Yeah, so I think that's going to factor prominently at trial. Um, the government is accusing Google of um, deleting thousands of internal instant messages. Um, it believes it can prove its case without those, but it also says, you know, it doesn't know what it doesn't know. And so there's going to be testimony kind of sprinkled throughout the trial about Google's uh, document retention practices and how and when they deleted what could be, a, you know, a tremendous amount of evidence. And if the judge ultimately finds that they that the company did delete illegally delete this information, then he can issue, you know, pretty severe sanctions and and find that Google was intentionally trying to withhold damaging evidence. Do we have a sense of what those sanctions could include? Or is that really up to the judge? I mean, he can, it could, there could be monetary sanctions, but the more damning one that doesn't really impact Google, it's, it will be, you know, pennies in, in comparison. But the more damning one would be if he just if the judge decides that, you know, Google was withholding damaging evidence, then he can sort of issue what's called an adverse inference in which he approaches his ultimate decision, you know, with this idea in mind that Google was intentionally withholding stuff from the court. Got it. Which uh, sounds like it could maybe advantage the government. To it, a bit it could. It. Yeah. I mean, it would it would certainly give a, a big leg up to the DOJ if the judge thought that, you know, Google was trying to hide stuff. So. Uh, you know, as we said at the top, the DOJ and, and FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, have both had big tech companies kind of in their crosshairs for a number of years. This is not the last antitrust action we're going to see against a big tech company. Can you just put it in kind of context for us to what degree this really is a test of the government's ability to take on these large companies and kind of follow through on some of the rhetoric we've heard that these are monopolies or that their market size is at the very least problematic. You know, the, the ability to really follow through on that with some sort of action to mitigate that. I think it is indicative of how aggressive the outcome will be indicative of how aggressive they are going forward. I think and it's kind of an unsatisfying answer. It's always very unsatisfying when I'm told this, but it really is very fact specific. And um, the government is trying to say that this case doesn't really move the needle too much on antitrust law because it's pretty squarely within, you know, the contours of the Microsoft case from over 20, from over 20 years ago. And so I don't think that this case, regardless of what happens, is going to keep the DOJ or the FTC from being aggressive in the future, it will certainly embolden them if the DOJ wins. 
And there's a number of other cases in the pipeline. I mean, the government, the DOJ is going to go to trial next year at some point against Google again over its advertising business and over allegations that it has illegally monopolized online advertising. And that's kind of a more expansive case, a more sort of boundary pushing case in there. The government has like explicitly called for a breakup of Google's ad business. Got it. So, I mean, this trial, as big as it is, is in some ways just like the appetizer before the main course. In a way, yeah. Well, you'll be a very busy man. Uh, But Josh Sisko, thank you for joining us on Politico Tech. Thanks so much for having me. That's all for Politico Tech today. A quick plug for tomorrow's show. Capitol Hill is abuzz with AI this week. I'm talking four hearings and an AI forum with some of the biggest names in tech. One of them is Brad Smith, the president of Microsoft, and he'll be our guest tomorrow. Until then, subscribe to our newsletters, Digital Future Daily and Morning Tech. Music in today's show comes from the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Our senior producer is Annie Reese. Our editors are Steve Hoiser and Louisa Savage. I'm Stephen Overly. I'll see you again tomorrow.